There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If your child likes to play video games and what child doesn't, then there are chances that they've encountered a feature called loot boxes to discuss why you need to be aware of them and with a call for online games to ban them. I'm joined by Colm Markey. Colm is MEP from Midlands Northwest. Good morning to you, Colm. Good morning, Patricia. Uh, You're very welcome to the programme. I suppose for those not in the know and those not into video games, you need to start by explaining to us what is a loot box. Well, a loot box is where, let's say, somebody's playing a game and in order to, let's say, move up a level or to get a special shield to protect themselves or whatever, they, they, they buy an extra, like, what they call basically a loot. So they buy the loot in the loot box. So they pay for that and that, that gets them up a level in the game or, or gives them extra, you know, an extra capability, if you like. And so of course, that's what a loot box And, is. of course, children who can get so addictive to playing a game, they want to move on to the next level. Well, they want to move on to the next level and then they'll be putting pressure maybe on their parents to, to uh, you know, urging them to give, to, to pay for it or whatever. And that's maybe on a one-off, it's fine. But if that's happening the whole time, then you're you're looking at, it's it's putting pressure on parents. It's adding cost to to, to already hard-pressed families, if you like. Yeah, because so it, I think the, the problem is not so much with the children as much as the, the creation of the games where where they create the games in a way that encourages, I suppose, on one level, addiction feeding designs, but also then out of that, then encouraging children to, to, to want these loot boxes and then they, and that pressure then comes on to the parents. Yeah, and is it, that's the point in them that there's a charge for these loot boxes. And I have heard, Colm, of uh, people whose children got access to their uh, the credit, card. credit card and ran up huge bills. On, on these Huge video games. Like, they've been known to run up a bill of even a thousand euros yeah. over a weekend. Like. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose that's, that's the safety on the other side of that. Like if you give if you give the number of the, the credit card to the child then there's no stopping that. And I suppose it feeds into a broader narrative around like a, how you manage a gaming online, particularly for children. And uh, we're actually organising a webinar in conjunction with a 
parent line and webwise tomorrow where we're looking at sort of tips and tricks about and even signposting people to where they can get advice on how to manage these situations. Yeah, because the big worry here is, Colm, that children and some from a very young age are getting addicted to uh, video games. Is there already evidence that that is actually on the rise? Well, if you talk to Parent Line, for instance, in the first quarter of this year, the calls to them in relation to gaming are up 19%. So that's if you're more or less a fifth. So if you, if you look at that alone, and I think the issue as regards, let's say, post-pandemic, where children were, let's say, locked up in their homes and had little else to do and found themselves gaming a lot at that stage, then maybe got hooked on it. So I think it's probably becoming a bigger issue than it was. And then the nature of how games are constructed is encouraging that. And I think that's one of the issues. If you take, for instance, in Belgium, they've banned loot boxes in Belgium. And it's something that maybe needs to be considered across the whole of Europe. But also, if you like, a more general strategy about what's appropriate and what's not. You know. And I know we're, we're going to have people listening to this who don't have uh, children who are playing these video games saying, is this not parental control? Do parents not need to step up and control the amount of screen time that children use each day? I think controlling the amount of screen time is one element of it, encouraging them maybe when, the, when they are uh, gaming, if you like, to do it in, in, a, in a family setting as opposed to in their own bedroom, let's say, be it in the living room or in the kitchen or somewhere where, where there's a little bit of oversight, particularly for younger children. I think things like that, and then, as you say, limiting time, but there's other signposts to other other ways in which you can manage the, the situation as well. So I think a true parent line and web-wise, I think we can... I suppose I'm a parent myself, you know, and I, I'd like to think I, I, I'd learn something from it as well. I'm a parent of a six- and a four-year-old, so just conscious of the fact that, they, they, you know, they, they're young and they're, they're interested in getting their hands on the tablet and playing games. And in fairness, a lot of the games are, are developmental as well, so yeah. it's not to take that away. There is so good, yeah, just, yeah, absolutely there is, there there is absolutely good. absolutely is good. And uh, we, also, we also can't take away from the fact that the gaming industry is, is a valuable contributor to our uh, economy. So how do you strike the balance between, you know, particularly when things like providing jobs and keeping our children safe? There needs to be a balance. Yes, there does need to be a balance. And like, look, at the end of the day, it is an industry. I think there's 500 million spent in Ireland a year on gaming. So that was in 2022. So clearly there's an interest there. But there's two sides to it. There's the, well, three sides, really. There's the gaming, the, the, the commercial end of it. There's the industry that's behind it. But ultimately, most importantly, is that we, we, we manage it, that, that it's good for children, that the, the developmental nature of it is they, they have full access to but equally that the, the concerns there are other concerns as well who, who they might be gaming with like some like some anonymous person that may be online some of the graphics they may be looking at may not be particularly good and then if you like to where people you often worry about let's say blurred realities like where particularly for young children where they they, they they see this as to be the norm. So to have a clear differentiation between when they're gaming and, and everyday life, I suppose, there are two things, you know. Yeah, and I, as I mentioned at the outset, you are MEP for, for Midlands and Northwest. Is this something that you discuss a lot at European level? I mean, I'm assuming, you know, it's not Irish children are unique to getting addicted to video games. This is, you know, this is across the world and across Europe. Well, I think as part of the whole range of, let's say, well, Digital Services Act is probably not just covering, it does cover to some degree elements of this, but there is a, there would be various conversations and various legislation about online in general, because if you like, it's a whole new realm in the last 10, 15 years that is, you know, even like 
as a parent, as a as a political representative, I suppose, you're only getting your head around the the, the possibilities here and the rain, the and how you manage it. As you said yourself, I think every parent is in the same situation. Mm. It's difficult to know how you balance the development nature of it with the the concerns over, let's say, the the financial element of the loot boxes and the exposure to graphics that might be, and particularly the idea of gaming with people that they may not know. And like we all know the the concerns we have as regards things like grooming and all that in the the last number of years. So, like, to be able to manage those sort of situations. But from from talking to the, the people that know it better, if you like, they feel there's a lot of signposting and tips and tools that people can learn and just good practice that, that families can have in terms of how they how they manage the situation. But like as they say themselves, everyone's on a personal journey as regards this. It's it's how you, it's the relationship you have with your children and 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 how you you work that and I suppose it's not easy for anybody, but maybe a little bit of fear from people who know is something that could help, you know. Yeah, no one ever said parenting was, e- it was easy, Colm. But I, I, I do think your point about, um, and this is particularly with the younger children in mind, when they are online to make sure that it's in like the sitting room or in the kitchen where you can, you know, keep an eye on it without them even realising you're keeping an eye, an eye on it, particularly that interacting with strangers online and, and with grooming in mind. I think that's the thing. If you can subtly keep an eye on things and what's going on without being overly intrusive, then you can still keep, you know, then you won't be, you'll still have the confidence of the children. They won't want to run away and hide and do something that, whereas if you if you try to manage it too much, you maybe push them into a situation where they, um, you know, they, they look to do it somewhere hidden away and you don't want that either. The other side of all this, I was talking to a parent the other day who restricted children from gaming online till they were teenagers mm. and found out when they started at that age they were actually nearly it was twice as difficult they gave up everything else because it became an obsession at that age so maybe it's a bit like anything in moderation early on in a managed situation might be the best way to do it Yeah I remember talking to a caller on air a few years ago about that who tried the very same thing and discovered that the son was just never at home he was over in friend's house constantly playing games in somebody else's house so it's it, it, it is a really really difficult one Tell me about the, the webinar tomorrow and who, who, who's that aimed at uh, Colm? It's really aimed at parents. It's it's at 12 o'clock tomorrow. If you log on to our social media, there's links to, to register for it there. But basically, we've Aileen Hickey from Parentline. We've a Jane McGarrigal from Webwise. And we've Paul Fahey from the Irish Game, Game, Game Makers Association. So basically, we have, a, if you like, the two perspectives, both the, the Webwise and Parentline, who are the parents concerned, I suppose, Webwise in terms of a bit of steer as to what what's the appropriate way to manage it, and then the other side of the of the story from the Irish Game Makers Association, but what they're doing, if you like, uh, to to make the games appropriate and safe for for children to be using. So, I think what we want to get out of it as much as anything, there's probably a conversation in the background about let's say national strategies or that, but more importantly, it's it's signposting people and giving people tips and ideas. Mm. Uh, from the like of Webwise and Parentline in terms of how to approach it because as we said already like everyone every parent finds this it's not simple like and it's something that they they have to to deal with and I think that's that's something that uh, you know if you have a few tricks or ideas that work well and if you create a, a an approach to it it might make it easier and I think that's where the like of 
Brown's Line and Web Boys would come into play in terms of a little bit of advice around that. Well, yeah, it's like it's as parents um, educate ourselves because, you know, any parent would tell you the child can run rings around them when it comes to internet or anything to do with these gaming. So get, you know, get the knowledge, get, you know, and that's exactly what this webinar will do. do. And in the meantime, Colm, that loot box where we started out with, I'm interested here. You see, say that they've been banned in Belgium. Is is that something you caught? You would like the Irish government to seriously look at? He do a banned in Belgium under gambling legislation. Okay. Uh, the, the fact that it's not a the, the, and it's it's a kind of a grey area whether or not it's actually gambling. If you like, you know, there's no there's no there's no actual material reward. For like for winning, if you know what I mean, there is there's material cost in, in in terms of buying them, but you don't actually go into the bookies and cash in, if you like. Yeah. So therefore, that's where they, they, if you like the grey area in in Belgium, it was banned on the base of gambling, but I'm not so sure if it could be a on the base of gambling elsewhere. And I suppose this is where to find the appropriate mechanism by which they could be managed or or protocols could be put in place around them. Like I suppose if you look at the the PEGI rating system, which is very much about content in terms of, let's say, age rating for, for graphics or that, that they, they all fall under that. And if you wonder, could could loot boxes, for instance, be, be incorporated in that kind of a PEGI kind of rating that they're not appropriate for under a certain age or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It certainly could be looked at. Listen, uh, Colm, thank you for that. And um, thank you for joining us on the programme this morning. Thank you very much. Uh, good morning to you. That is MEP Colm Markey, Fine Gael MEP uh, from Midlands uh, Northwest. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.